welcome to Buy Positive, Daisy, your host, Mark. And Indy. And it takes a global pandemic for us to record a new episode. We are very sorry. And it's about like the our third try. It's our third try to record a podcast about this topic, and it's our like fifth try to record a podcast, period. Yeah. I mean, we've started working on this series about the major... Um, Disorders, at least a diagnosis, um, but um, yeah, things happened. Also, and every time we record a podcast, we end up getting drunk on wine. Yeah, or being too tired, and it really, really sounds just so, like we are now. Um, <laughs> but this time, we're going to go through. We will get through it, so just bear with us, please. Also, if I sound a little sick, I am. And is it uh, the COVID nineteen? I don't know, because I can't get tested in the Netherlands. Yeah, also you don't really have the symptoms. No, I mean, I did last week, but who knows. Yeah, eh, we'll see. So, um, Corona. I was going to sing, but... No. No. Please don't. Uh, also because it's actually a serious topic, so also we have a very dark humor, so... I hope we don't sound dismissive. Or offensive. If we do... Sorry. Please skip this episode. Yeah. Um, you have to understand also that we, as therapists, spend quite a bit of time talking about this every day. And so sometimes it gets a little bit too much. So we are both now working exclusively on Skype. Yeah. I've been for a while. Yeah. Um, and of course, dealing with people who, well, are, as we are, trying to cope with the situation. People who are in lockdown, people who are anxious about their elders, people who are in some way immunosuppressed, um, people who were forced to go home if they're expats. Um, yeah, or cut from their families yeah. because they're expats. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things going on. And, and this thing is with the situation, and it started, I think, with a cognitive dissonance mm. because um, statistically, for a lot of us, the individual risk is very low, mm. but the collective risk is very high, especially when the, the moment the healthcare system is um, saturated, yeah, yeah, overwhelmed, because that means that even what is was treatable no longer is because the doctors are busy elsewhere. Yeah, um, and also, of course. There's an individual risk and an overwhelming one when it's about you or it's about your loved ones who are at risk or catch it. I mean, you might have it or not. Mm. I mean, if you have it, I probably have it. Mm. Um, but it's true that we're not necessarily um, at risk. Yeah. So it's easier for us to talk about it in a more light, in a lighter way. We have to admit that. Mm. And it's also... I was saying like it's a collective risk. It's it's something that also needs to sink in, you know, it's to realize that there's this actual risk that it can be life threatening, that it's life changing. Right now our lives our lives have changed, our reality has changed. And I think that it's a lot of it's a thing that a lot of people in the Western world weren't ready to face. That's even if they were struggling in some ways, there's a certain level of comfort and certainty in a certain way of life mm. that you realize that it takes a virus 
to change everything. Yeah, it's called naivety, I think. And the thing is, we are so used to hearing about these sorts of things in the news, where I remember how freaked out everyone was over Ebola, when there was just one case in Spain, I think, mm-hmm. a couple of mm-hmm. years ago, right? And and that blew over very fast because I think Western media was like, well, it's happening over there. It's not happening here. It's not interesting anymore. It's not sexy. Yeah. Now it's finally hitting us. And um, we're starting to realize just how fragile the society that we... I, I don't even want to say that the society that we had built because it was built before us. And not necessarily for people like us. Yeah, but it's it's the society that we live in, how fragile it actually is, and how many people um, are the pillars of that society, people that we don't even think about on the daily. Yeah, and today what makes it still work is, of course, people, doctors and nurses and everyone taking care of the patients, and I'd say that we are somehow a different level part of it because we are trying to work on the mental health mental health aspect as much as we can yeah um but also everyone that no one had thought about which is yeah like people working in supermarkets yeah cashiers cashiers. (laughs) thank you um delivery people janitorial staff all sorts of all sorts of professions that you know even like a month before Mm -hmm. this whole thing exploded boris johnson wrote off as uh, unessential yeah. in the UK. The, those are the people that are now holding up the pillars of our society and putting themselves at risk every single day. Yeah, you can see some some jobs that are maybe way well paid mm. are not actually that necessary. Yeah, I'm thinking about teachers as well who are still so who have taken risk. And I know at least I don't know I don't know if it's the same for all, but I see that for my kid, he's teacher, but he's really an amazing person, an amazing teacher. He's doing so much. For the kids every day to like maintain classes online and activities and my my kid is not even in first grade yeah i mean i would say from my perspective working at a university we were i think all mentally preparing for for the lockdown to happen semi-lockdown mm-hmm. that we're in the netherlands um so we were all kind of starting to already gird our loins and and, and figure out what we're going to do but when the regulations came it was incredible because we did not have the infrastructure for any of this. Like our remote desktop connection had 800 available connections for mm-hmm. 25,000 people <laughs> at the university. And within 24 hours, things had changed. Mm-hmm. And university professors who had never even touched Skype before, you know, part of the old guard, um, they, they set things up and they managed to do their lectures online. And of course, some deadlines had to be postponed. Of course, some um, exams had to be scrapped and replaced with other projects. Of course, there are people who unfortunately will not be able to have a graduation ceremony this year. Mm-hmm. And now we're trying to figure out whether it's possible to do it online in some way, like a graduation yeah. on Zoom or something. You know, Maybe we'll be able to do something next year or something. Exactly. And, and the thing is, mm. I think it just speaks to the fact that, yes, we were not prepared for this. We were not ready to face that we are actually quite vulnerable as a species. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the this kind of um, potential, this creative potential that we as human beings have yeah. has been really tapped into it uh, into at this time. And it's a shame that it took for us to do this 
for us to tap into it and for us to really reach out towards each other. Yeah, and hopefully some kind of new little power shift for sure, at least for now. Yeah, because I like say like this. This is a we lived, live, we live, we lived. I don't know, you know, in a world um, built by extroverts, by yeah, straight uh, white men <laughs> and uh, extroverts, and and right now people who are you know introverts are becoming much more comfortable. And actually, people who were uh, were susceptible to leave this situation in in the, like, I want to say like a more fluid way. Mm. Um, and there's this yeah, there's this power like there's a there's a shift somewhere yeah. somehow. Uh, we don't know how it's going to um to evolve. To, to evolve or to actually uh, translate once this crisis is over. And it's not it's not going to be over yet because like there will be a few few weeks month and then probably a second wave later, so we're going to have to deal with this and to also face the reality that basically there are a lot of things that we have to deal with like as a human species as yeah as humans yeah that are not about us making war to each other yeah. And hopefully, maybe many people are going to realize that they also need to do something for climate change because it's one thing is that the Earth is doing so much better. Yeah, and the thing is, I think this entire situation has also shown how powerful fear can be, mm-hmm. how powerful panic can be, um, with all the toilet paper hoarding and you know uh, the animosity that has been shown, unfortunately, to people of Asian origin over the past couple of months. Um, But still, you know, I think very weirdly enough, in this time, I hear more positive news than I hear negative news. Mm. Like, we hear about the body counts. We hear about, you know, the different rules that are being enforced all over the world. But at the same time, we hear more positive stuff now than Mm. we ever have in in the news, I think. Yeah, so that will be prism. Um, effect there but yeah it's a time of crisis and as any time of crisis it shows both the worst and the best of what we can offer yeah and that's what what's happening now so I like want to focus on on the good stuff and also see how like collectively we need to be anxious in a positive way like to be stressed in a positive way because we need that sense that there's something happening and we need that sense of alarm to also find the resources to stay home. But individually, the idea is to try and stay as calm and collected as possible. Yeah. Also because we need to last in this crisis to make things work, being stuck at home for most people. Yeah. Sometimes it's like a living nightmare uh, when people are stuck with abusive uh, people, husband, partners, mm. uh, and it's a horrible living situation. But it's also other people, it's also a moment where they are discovering new things about themselves and living the time yeah. of growth. It's a very, again, it's a very contrasted yeah. time. It's a crisis. Yeah, and I think uh, it's easy for us to talk about this because we have jobs that allow us to work from home without really changing that much 
Yeah, I mean, the homeschooling a kid while having to work with clients is not the easiest thing ever. But no, but you know what I mean. You don't no, go I, from working in a factory no, to not yeah. Yeah. Also, for me, honestly, being in, I was I used to be in the navy, mm-hmm. so being stuck in the same place for ages is not like something that's a problem for me. I actually, still see outside and get fresh air a lot more than I would while I used to when I was on board ships. Yeah, and I'm pretty used to having you know my bedroom and my office in the very small space that was much smaller than my apartment. <laughs> so honestly, for me, it's not even it's a no brainer. Yeah. But also I'm happy that I have this experience because I know that I've learned how to deal in with those closed spaces. Yeah. And so it's it's very helpful to help people now because I have a sense of it that's different from just reading in a book. Yeah. And I think for me personally, like, I'm very used to being on my own. Like, as a teenager, I actually had a lot of quarantine experience because it's a thing in Ukraine. This, yeah. As I recently told you, like... Almost every year we would have an outbreak of something at school. And so we would have to stay home for a couple of weeks anyway. Of course, it wasn't as strict and as, you know, catastrophic as uh, um, as this time around. But I have quite a lot of experience with this and having to occupy myself. And your mom was going to work still? Yeah, she was still going to work. So yeah. I had to be by myself for a long period of time. And I think that's also when I learned to appreciate uh, just the solo time yeah and and when I built a lot of skills also because I had to I had a creative impulse to occupy myself and I know there are some people who don't necessarily have that who need a bit of a push in in the right direction which is Mm. what we're here for hi hello um but I think for us we are very privileged to have those experiences Mm -hmm. and we're also very privileged to have jobs that allow us to work I think personally I'm working a lot more than I did than before the quarantine (laughs) Uh, just because of the amount of requests that come in. Um, but it's not like that for everyone. And this is what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, two things is how, like the risk and how, what what can be helpful in those times, and especially for queer people, because it turns out that being, que- being queer, we both have, like, collectively an experience of dealing with a major health crisis, especially... Uh, gay guys mm. to simplify things a little bit mm. it's not just gay guys clearly but i'm just like oversimplifying mm. um i'd say that also a lot of uh, um trans women and trans feminine people had to uh, like were involved in the uh, aids crisis that actually not over but mm. things are different now um so there, there's this collective experience yeah and also the fact that being marginalized, we already have skills about building community in a much, in a sometimes uh, improbable ways, especially online. Yeah. So there's there, there's strength there. And I think the one major difference, because I really don't like the comparison with the AIDS crisis, um, <laughs> the one major difference is that it was purposefully silenced. And as much as mm. people were skeptical about COVID being a thing, as much as governments try to play it down, now I think there's a lot more awareness and people are actually actively trying to do something versus yeah. when the AIDS crisis first happened, no one cared. I mean, the, the, the COVID-19 is touching like everyone. Mm. I mean, maybe not all ages in the same way, like not the entire population in the same way, but everyone is has a grandparent or someone that is at risk among the relatives, so 
it's a very different perception. And yes, maybe there were some, they tried to cover things up at one point, depending on the country and the moment, but it was just about weeks, yeah. months, not years. Not years. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, in that sense, you can compare, but the it's more about knowing that that kind of thing can happen. Yeah. And I think, you know, in some ways, of course, it, you know, in, in most cases, living with this impending sense of doom every single day is incredibly daunting. This is partially the reason why our community has so many mental health issues in the first mm-hmm. place. But in this situation, you know, we were more prepared in some ways, I mm-hmm. think. More vulnerable, of mm-hmm. course, but also more prepared. Yeah. So what are the risks and also how to deal with them when you're like in this situation of being locked, locked down at home, knowing that there's this, this virus? Well, um, I mean, I would say that uh, from what I've observed and from also the accounts that I've had and, and read and watched and God knows, tweeted, whatever, um, I think we're really start, start, starting to tap into this notion of going stir-crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's an actual thing, and that's why it's called that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because a lot of people cannot handle this sort of isolation. Many people don't can't handle this sort of, um, uh, you know, being overwhelmed with uh, information all the time. And that's that's a huge issue, I think, today more so than ever, is that we get bombarded by media messages all the time. We are connected all the time. And with the good information, unfortunately, comes the negative. Mm. And we don't feel like we have a filter. Mm. Um, of course, there's also risks of people with pre-existing conditions, not just physical ones, but also mental conditions being exacerbated. Things like depression, anxiety, eating disorders, um, bipolar disorder, like any sort of uh, mental health issue, especially people who, for example, have to take medication to keep themselves on the line, like people with schizophrenia, if they don't have access mm. to their meds, or if they cannot leave their house, or, they, or if they don't have anyone mm. to bring their medication to them, that's already a huge issue. People who are physically disabled who need extra help, all sorts of you know, um, all sorts of populations that uh, would have, you know, would be worsened. Um, mm. Their conditions would be worsened in this situation. Um, but also for people who don't have any pre-existing conditions, this could bring up all sorts of worries about uh, senior family members. It could bring about mistrust in government information, which can, in some cases, be very helpful mm-hmm. and very uh, healthy. But in this case, can also be, um, you know, a pre a predisposition for risk-taking behavior, because, for example, here in the Netherlands, people are not super trusting of the government. And the effects of that have been that people didn't listen to when the government told them, stay home, you know, stay... Yeah. Because the government had already screwed up. There's also also strong social control here, so... There's a strong social control, but that's the thing. I think the government has cried wolf so many times that people stopped listening. Yeah. And sometimes that's good. It's good to be skeptical because... uh, not that I'm trying to promote anarchy or anything, but we have to question the things that are being trickled down towards us. But at the same time, in times like these, stricter government control can be a very good and healthy thing. Mm. Um, so with all of these things in mind, you know, how do you how do you keep living? And not to mention, of course, um, people being out of jobs. Yeah. So I think that 
there's a, some advice that were given um, that are actually good, like to maintain a routine and rituals. Yeah, by the WHO. Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's really important. I mean, it's also how you do it and board a ship, basically. Um, but what I'd say I'd add it's to always do it something that actually suits your needs. Yeah. And suits who you are. Like we don't have to all be up at seven a.m. No, of course not. The thing is to keep some kind of structure. Yeah, and have a semblance of like this is my normal day, whatever yeah. normal means for you. Yeah. And um, also to try to stick to that routine because you need a sense of control in these times. Yes. Yeah. And this routine has to, like in like you have to include um, exercising in yeah. some form. In some form, someone run ran a marathon on their balcony. That's a little too much. That's excessive. So, no, but mean that even in small spaces, there's possibilities. Yeah, there are so many wonderful people right now putting free workouts online, putting yoga routines online, putting mm-hmm. dance stuff online. So there is always, um, there's a way to access that. If you have an internet connection, I think most of the people and the in the Western of, world do. And the levels of lockdown depends on one place or the other. Yeah. In a lot of places, you can still go for a walk around your block or something like that. So yeah. do it. Yeah, or cycle around the city or, you know, just do something while, of course, maintaining distance. Um, and if, and also, like, following the guidelines that apply yeah. in your area. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, tied to the, the whole idea of a routine is sleeping well, mm-hmm. making sure that you get however many hours you need. And eat well. And eating well. And this is hard to hear for those who have issues with eating to begin with. Um, but right now it's really important because um, being locked in an apartment can give people with eating disorders the impression that they're not exercising enough. And that can cause them to cut down on how mm-hmm. much food they're eating. And the thing is, most of the fuel that our body burns per day is... To maintain our body temperature, it's mm-hmm. to keep us alive. It's really just like putting fuel in a, in a car to keep it running. So, and on the other hand, it's easy to like get to binge eating. Yeah. Uh, also. Yeah, of course. So it's about keeping balance. Yeah, and and if you are experiencing these symptoms, if you've ever struggled with an eating disorder, or you feel like, you know, your current eating patterns might not be what you're used to, or it might not be healthy, please contact. A therapist or an online support group because this mm-hmm. is one of the worst times for people with eating disorders yeah. i think I'm, I'm also thinking about people with all type of addiction mm. um i mean i think in most countries you can still buy cigarettes you can still buy weed here i think yeah uh but of course i mean alcohol is still available in supermarkets um like it's not necessarily the moment to try to stop yeah. Whatever you're addicted to, uh, because in being confined in a small space, may not really not the best moment to do that. If you want to cut down very slowly, why not? But don't try to stop. Um, but also be reasonable with that. Monitor yeah. yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it when when it comes to since you started talking about substances, if you have any medication that you're supposed to be mm. taking, take it. Yeah. Don't try to ration it out. Because chances are, if you're taking medication, you have a prescription. Those prescriptions still have to be filled no matter what. Yeah. Um, So make sure that if you are on antidepressants, you're taking those. If you are on mood stabilizers, take those. If you are on, I don't know, lactose pills, take those. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's important. 
it's important to take care of yourself as much as you can. Yeah. And so that's so why, like, when we're talking about routine, you have to have nice things, exercising in nice things, yeah. including in it. To, to do one thing that's actually nice a day. So it can be watching a show, it can be talking to people online, it can be doing some kind of art, something, anything yeah. that makes you feel good. Actually, it can be about getting off. Uh, yeah. Anything that's good. Actually, it's a very good idea like to have sex um, alone or with people that you are confined with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm think, talking like, you know, um, consensual, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, but... Just no orgies, please. Yeah, not with people coming from outside because like... And yeah, no pun intended. But um, because you will end up bringing... Like, it's it's a risk-taking behavior, basically, yeah. at that point. Yeah. Of course. Um, so just to be careful of who you are with. But alone works very well as well. You can also uh, have fun with um, Skype sex. I mean, uh, yeah. like... Be creative. Yeah. It's just because it's great for endorphins. And there's a lot of free porn out there, so... Uh, yeah, it's pretty much actually a healthy occupation at that point. Yeah, just make sure that you're not doing it like all the time. Yeah, it's like thing for anything. Like just balance things out, hence the routine. Yeah. Uh, that you need to keep. And like we're saying, like take the time to cook. Yeah. When you learn to cook, it's a great time to learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, or to actually learn anything that you postponed, like, oh, I wish I had time to learn this. Well, you have. Yeah, this is the time. Like, I don't know, uh, we picked up a puzzle. Yeah, like, that we actually puzzle. because we, like, some people have less time now. Yeah. But in that in that situation, it's also like, hear about the routine and what are my boundaries and work on that. There are also things, always things to, to do and to find a sense of purpose. Uh, and that may be the most difficult thing to find that sense of purpose because it can feel a little bit uh, well. There's no much of meaning, meaningless to like be in that situation. But that's where talking to other people can be helpful to see what you can do out of this period of time that you're stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also help others, uh, even by staying home. If you can go grocery shopping for an elderly person, it's great. But maybe just calling them. Yeah. Uh, reaching out to family members you haven't spoken to in a while. Yeah. I know a lot of people <clears throat> that I've talked to this week have actually said, you know, I'm really worried about this or that person, mm-hmm. um, but it would be weird for me to reach out just now. It would be weird because we haven't spoken in a while. You know, why would I mm-hmm. do it now? Only because there's a, a pandemic. And I said yes. Because there's a pandemic, this is the prime time to reach out to people that you haven't spoken to in a while. Because I think people are worried about each other. Yeah. It doesn't matter what sort of relationship you have with them. And if you have, like, your friends group, be the one who's going to say, oh, why not do, like, a, um online uh, board game uh, evening tonight? Yeah, like, absolutely. Or, like, to suggest ideas. Be creative. Yeah, it's about being creative. It's about reaching out to people. And if you have a hard time doing it, suggest to your close friend to organize something and then just join in. Yeah. Or do things by yourself. You know, do music. Do, um, yeah, online board games with strangers. Do MMORPGs. Whatever it is that makes you feel like you have an outlet for all these feelings. Yeah. And within the career community, you might know people who had to go back to like abusive parents. Yeah. We're going back in the closet and not necessarily doing well, so reach out to them. You can still probably talk on the phone, find solutions. 
you know, if you're in the same city, why not find a way to take them in? Yeah, absolutely. Close because it's breaching the confinement. But honestly, <laughs> um, we are here about we're talking here about saving lives. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's more important, anyways. Yeah. Um, there's always something to do. And doesn't have to be a lot, but something that can give a sense of purpose. It can also be to work on one thing for yourself, and it's fine. Um, actually, <laughs> a lot of people I work with, we're working on, okay, while you're being confined, try to be nice to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. This is not the time to be a dick to yourself. And, and that's actually a great sense of purpose. Like, just learn how to be nice, benevolent toward yourself. Yeah, like, and it doesn't have to be this gigantic journey of self-discovery and finding Jesus like if you do that that's great for you but also you know if you want to um, do a full skincare routine God knows all our hands are getting super dry with all this hand washing <laughs> do it you know if you wanted to see what it would be like to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier do it try it yeah. you know if you wanted to I don't know do makeup tutorials on YouTube why not if you wanted to do a viral TikTok Try. Try it, you know? Lots of things are going viral these days. Mm. <laughs> Pun intended. Sorry, that was terrible. Um, um, but yeah. the, the, the bottom line is, um, as human beings, we have a lot of potential. And even those of us who are suffering the most are able to do something. And the people who are in the most distress are also actually showing the most initiative right now. Yeah. And I'd say even if you feel like really more isolated or in a very difficult situation... Um, first, try to reach out. There are also still people out there to help. Yeah. Like a lot of mental health professionals are working uh, online and are uh, available. Um, and also write maybe for yourself or create. I'd say like journaling is really important in that type of situation, especially if you don't have that many people to talk to. You can actually talk to yourself. Absolutely. And you know, there's tons of online communities doing all sorts of creative stuff nowadays. And it's just a matter of broadening your scope a little bit and seeing what other people are doing, getting a few ideas, and um, trying to make the best of this time. Mm, absolutely. And filter your news. For God's sakes, please yeah. just filter your news. That was the last point. Yeah. And in, in that sense, so it's important to get info, like, trustworthy mm. news so like no social media thing mm. like go to actual news sources government stuff like like it's not all fake news you know what is actually trustworthy so no fox news for americans mm -hmm. um like go to the um press agency yeah press like, agencies make sure that you like writers get your information from uh, from government websites make sure that you get your information from the who for example um not your aunt patty's facebook page because aunt patty doesn't know what she's talking yeah. about or the local hospital that might have a facebook page explaining or like a web page yeah. explaining what's going on like actual sources yeah and once you've like checked things shut it down shut it down and maybe try to go to something good to finish yeah. Because you know where to find those good news. There's like, tons of good news. To just like look for that. Mm. Or even Google it like initiative, like just look at this watch this video of people singing. And if you actually know how to sing, do it. Go to your balcony and sing. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and the thing is, 
it's not all doom and gloom out there. You know, good things are still continuing to happen, as are bad things. The world hasn't stopped revolving because of this virus. We are still fighting and we are still trying to evolve as people. And um, the situation has really shown what humanity looks like with all of its nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we will come out of the situation very tired. <laughs> but also um, maybe some of us will be very rested it's yeah I'm talking about my personal experience yeah. I'll be very tired <laughs> um, I'll need a vacation after this vacation um, but I think I think for the most part we'll come out of this with an experience that A. we'll tell our grandchildren about and B. Um, something that will either unite us or divide us depending on how we decide this will go And now is the time to make those decisions. So make sure that if you want an initiative to go through, you are contacting your local governments. Make sure that if there is no initiative out there that you can see um, yourself being a part of, create one. You know, I was talking to a family member earlier, and she was telling me like they are locked down in France, and their areas are a bit far from the supermarket. So they talked, all the neighbors, they call each other, they took the phone and they called it's a crazy thing <laughs> and um, they decided to directly talk to um, a local producer who's going to bring them food every week directly for the entire street yeah there you go and yes support your local businesses because um, individual privately owned businesses are the ones that are suffering the most right now so don't go to a supermarket go to your local store that's you know run by Um, the guy next door, the guy down the street, and just buy from them. Yeah, and also for people who had tickets for concerts and stuff. I'm not taking, talk, talking about, like I said, big, big stuff, mm. but, you know, if you can afford not to ask for a refund, yeah. do it because do it. They, they need to keep the money. Yeah, don't cancel your gym membership if you can't afford to. Don't cancel your yoga studio membership if you can't afford to. If your yoga teacher is offering online classes, pay for them or support them on Patreon. Um, because they're used to working in studios. They're not used to doing this online, mm-hmm. and they need a bit of support. Of course, do as much as you can afford to do. No one is asking you to sacrifice the very last of your money, but do as much as you can. Yeah, and if you are in the situation of really struggling with money, it really depends on where, where you are, because mm-hmm. in some places, governments are actually trying to make things better, um, but it depends where. Um, but also hear the resources and solidarity and hopefully it will, uh, will come through yeah and uh, to finish up we would just like to once again thank all the uh, people who are taking care of us uh, nowadays so obviously doctors and nurses and all sorts of medical staff um, but also people who uh, bring us our groceries mm. um, deliveroo people <laughs> Um, and we didn't forget also like all the farmers who are still working. Farmers who are still working, street cleaners, um, supermarket workers, um, you know, the guy from your local uh, Chinese restaurant who just switched to takeout and delivery and is still learning the ropes. You know, all of these people deserve our respect and they deserve our attention. And next time you see one of them, tell them thank you. And uh, hopefully we will talk to you soon. We will try not to wait for another global pandemic <laughs> to record a podcast. Um, stay safe. And if you'd like to reach out to us,
You can find us on our email and you can also send us a private message on Twitter. Take care. Bye.